This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Chris Hodnett. We've got Caroline McIntyre in the background today, and this is episode two. Our special guest today is operator Jeff Miles of Deer Valley FSR in Phoenix, Arizona. Jeff, how's it going? Uh, going great. Great. Uh, glad to be here today, Chris. Thank you. All right. Well, I, well, I'd love to get started with just hear a little bit about your background and why you chose Chick-fil-A. So I'm a, a bit of a Chick-fil-A lifer. Uh, started at, uh, at uh, Peachtree City Freestanding Restaurant in uh, Peachtree City, Georgia with uh, Mike Holmes and uh, worked there from uh, through high school and uh, through college. And uh, after graduating, I took a job with, um, with Chick-fil-A Corporate as a uh, grand opening supervisor uh, back in the early days of the LDP program or pre- precursor to the LDP program and uh, did that for a couple of years and, and had the uh, benefit of um, or the opportunity to become an operator in 2007 uh, here in Phoenix. So we opened Deer Valley and uh, been here ever since. Very cool. And it's interesting because episode one, we talked with Alan A. Rant and uh, Alan's up in Tennessee in the Memphis market. And Alan also mentioned Mike Holmes as a part of his Chick-fil-A story. So I guess our goal now, every episode, how can we uh, how can we fit in a Mike Holmes reference? We might just have to get him on the show. Um, Mike's an incredible people developer. He's a he's a great guy. So no doubt. Uh, I do recognize it is tough times, the talent landscape and hourly worker. Uh, we've heard from a lot of Chick-fil-A operators, the struggle. I'm just curious, how's the talent situation for your restaurant? Yeah, that's a, a great question. I, I would say um, we're good. Um, we are, we're definitely seeing the same headwinds in the market um, that, that you refer to, uh, but We've been really fortunate to be able to stay uh, what I would call fully staffed through this season. And obviously, you know, one of the things we talk about with our team is that, um, you know, staffing is really just a mindset. There is no uh, there's no actual number that is fully staffed. We might have targets that we try to hit. Um, But, you know, one thing we we focus on as we talk about with our team is is that we don't get too hung up on. Um, you know, whether we're fully staffed or short staffed or, or, or those are just those are really just mindsets um, that we think about what, what are we what are we trying to accomplish and how do we accomplish what we're trying to accomplish um, with the team that we have. Uh, but we feel really good right now about where we're at staffing wise. Um, you know, we're able to hit our goals and uh, and we feel like we have a, an excellent team right now. Um, which is which is really encouraging. Well, so we just we just hosted Leadwell Live. It was the first webinar we've ever done. Operators were talking talent, and as a part of that, you submitted a video uh, with a couple of ideas on recruiting and retention. Uh, if you, if you're curious about that, uh, be sure to check out Leadwell. It's 18 ideas submitted by operators and their leaders. But Jeff, one of the ideas you mentioned was this CARES Captain program that you have. Could you tell us a little bit about that? So the CARES Pro- Captains program is is really more about the the why than the what. Um, and and the why is this idea of empowerment. Um, you know, I, I was talking with one of my leaders just this morning and we were, we were trying to put a number on how much of, you know, if we think about our organization as this, as this whole thing, 
what percentage of all of our people are we actually activating? And we, you know, we feel like we're really in a good spot and we still put the number at about 50%, which means there's 50% of our talent that is underutilized um, or, or that we're not maximizing what is out there. And so this idea with CARES captains is just that we, we have these team members who show up to work every single day and they, they want to be a part of a winning team. And we have to give them something to do uh, beyond just the, the tasks that they know really well. Um, and so it started for us with, with how do we solve a problem? Um, so my, my community relations director in the middle of the pandemic, we, we, we kind of had this, um, we had this it, sort of a lack of things for her to do. And so I, so I went to her and I said, Hey, um, you know, one of the, one of the challenges that we have right now is, is responding to uh, customer uh, recovery opportunities. And, and it's, it's a real drain on our managers. Um, you know, it takes them away from the work that they do. And, and so, you know, Hey, maybe you can kind of figure out something with this. And so I really let her go with that. And she had this genius idea that, that instead of teaching our managers to be better at it or, you know, or, or picking a specific manager to really focus on it. What if we, in essence, crowdsourced that? What if we went to our team and, and we had these underutilized resources who were dying for something engaging to do? They, they were coming to work and they were, they were bringing their hands but their heart and their head were, were there and underutilized. And so, um, so we really went to this idea of empowering those team members to go do something that benefited the organization. And I think, you know, as I think about this, from if, if I'm an operator listening to this podcast right now, I might be saying, hey, you know, for us, customer recovery really isn't a big issue. We, we've got that. We've got a system or we've got a thing that we like doing. But maybe the challenge there is, what is the thing in your organization that is a problem? And how do you take that from being a burden to your leaders and empower that team member? Because the thing that we've seen from this care, from doing this CARES Captains program is that, um, that the, the, the buy-in, the commitment, the loyalty um, and just the engagement level from those team members has gone off the charts. They honestly do a better job solving that problem than our managers were doing because for them, it was an opportunity. Um, they were that, you know, that, that I'm a big basketball fan. And so, you know, they were that 15th player on the bench who was just waiting for a chance to get in the game. And, and we gave them this opportunity to get in the game and they were going to make the most of it. And every single one of them has has really blossomed um, as we've given them that opportunity. Um, we've seen the uh, the you know I think probably the most compelling number that we've seen is zero turnover. Every single cares captains we, uh, uh, cares captain we have is still on our team nine months after starting that program. And you know in this climate that's a pretty big deal. Um, many of them are, are team members that would have had opportunities to go elsewhere. And, you know, they, they've stuck with the program um, because I think they, they feel a sense of I've got an important role here in this organization. I've got a job that, um, that that's beyond just, you know, IPOS or, or running a cash register or whatever that basic job at the restaurant is. Their work goes beyond that. And 
you know, it, there's an idea that we started with a couple of maybe maybe a year, year and a half ago, um, and and it's kind of stuck in our organization. And, and, and we say that the team member is the heart of the Chick Fil A experience. You know, and I we kind of picked this up. You know, we we started watching CEM comments and noticing that. Um, when customers commented, they would comment specifically about a Chick-fil-A team member and even started thinking about the, the fact that when you hear news stories about Chick-fil-A so often, the subject of those, those really cool stories that we've all heard, they're Chick-fil-A team members. They are the front line and, and in often in cases, they are the lowest level of the organization. And yet our customers, that's what they love the most about us. They, they are, um, excited about the idea that, you know, or that they love those Chick-fil-A team members. And so we, we got to this idea of that they're at the heart of the experience. What are we doing to truly activate them? Um, and I think it's, it, for us, it represents such an untapped opportunity. Um, they, they're dying for more and, and we've got the, we've got them at our, you know, right there in front of us, they're dying for more opportunity um, to, to be the star of the show. Um, and oftentimes that that kind of falls on our leaders and, and those leaders end up almost overburdened. And if we can balance that out a little bit, um, it, it, you know, the, the team just loves to be a part of those things. So I think, yeah, that empowerment is, is really the key word there. And, and, and I think if I'm looking at that, you know, from another operator's perspective, I'm thinking, how do how do I take whatever is whatever our organization might be struggling with? Hey, for for somebody else, it might be food safety, or it might be, um, you know, it might be just those CEM scores. Um, it might be, you know, cleanliness. And and how do we take that and then and trust truly trust that team member and empower them to go figure out solutions to it? Um, you know, I, I think that's I think that's the the key there. That's the magic. Cool. Caroline, you got a question? Yeah, I do. And and you may have answered this a little bit, but I'm curious if you could expand on it. Um, I think it's so important to have those tactical examples. And so I'm wondering if you have some tactical examples of what your team members have done with this empowerment and what kind of projects and initiatives they're tackling or want to tackle. Um, so that's that's my the first part of my question. And the second part of my question is, do you feel like this has opened up your team members as far as coming to you and or your leadership with their thoughts and ideas and feedback about how you're running the business and, and the different um, processes that you guys have? One of the things that, we, that we've branched off of this idea. It, it, um, so another problem that we, we really set out to solve was for us, it was cleanliness. Um, so we're an older restaurant, it's an L-shaped, you know, an L-shaped kitchen. I think we're four, 14 years old and, and, uh, you know, have a, an upcoming remodel, but, um, we, we went and calibrated ourselves with, with some other, you know, some other restaurants and, and, and recognized that we had some opportunity to be more clean every day. Um, and so, you know, again, we, we kind of went with this idea of how do we crowdsource that? And um, so we, we cre- the, the idea that we, you know, piloted was we call it one five every day. So it's one project, one, one thing that you're going to clean that doesn't normally get cleaned five minutes every day. 
and, and we ask every team member to do it. And we have a lot of ways of communicating with our team. So we, you know, we, we use Slack for communication. We use a, we have an internal Instagram where we, where I shoot videos and, and send things out to the team. Um, and then obviously we, you know, the traditional methods of, you know, through leadership and different things like that. Um, but so we, we kind of let this thing go and we said, Hey, we've got a hundred or 90 team members here. You know, how do, if each one of them is doing a little project every day, it should have a pretty big impact. And, uh, so, uh, one of my leaders had the idea of, well, what if we get them to, to post their pictures? And so they, they take pictures, um, and post them to Slack and it's kind of exploded. Um, the, the, you know, the, the fact that we, um, encourage them to do this, that we trust them to do that, and that we we empower them to to go own these things. Now they're you know they're in uh, they're constantly sending in these different uh, you know photos, cool things that they've done, um, and it becomes this kind of almost even a like a like a celebration of, of some of these you know different cool cleaning projects that they're doing, and and so you know again it gets this idea of. We're trusting them to be a part of the organization. And we're saying, hey, you are, you know, your this is your restaurant as much as it is mine. Um, and and so I, you know, I think it unlocks something, especially in that, you know, that 18 to 24-year-old team member who is looking for their place in the world, when they come here and they feel like, wow, I'm truly trusted. Um you know, there's going to be accountability. We're going to, we're going to check things. We're going to tell you if it's not right. Um, but, but you're trusted to go be a part of something. You know, I think that really unlocks something. And so kind of to the second part of your question, Carolyn, yeah, the, you know, what that does then is, is now they're, they're coming with different ideas, different things that they've thought about, um, different ways to solve problems. Um, and, and it's a thing we talk about at orientation. It's a thing we talk about, um, you know, really pretty regularly with our team is that we are going to experience that by nature of, of, of being in business, we're going to experience challenges. We're going to have things that come up. Um, we want to solve those as a team. And so we're going to ask for your input. We, we're going to seek your input. Um, I think a, a really cool story. I had a leader or I'm sorry, I had a team member and this is actually, um, not a cares captain, but, but someone who just, uh, you know, was, you know, felt engaged. And so she came to me and she said, Hey, you know, we've been doing all these things for our team. Um, one thing I experienced early on here is that I didn't know how to do my taxes. And so I didn't file my taxes for two or three years because I didn't know anything about it. And she said, you know, could I put on an event and bring in an accountant to help our team do taxes? And so she put on an event and brought in, you know, found an accountant on her own and, and, uh, you know, brought them in and, and had, you know, uh, had, team members, you know, be able to do their taxes together. Um, and, and, you know, to me, those are those little moments, but that's somebody who, you know, she graduated high school, stayed with us through college, had absolutely had opportunities to leave us, but she felt like she could be a part of something here. And so we've seen her stay through her freshman year of college, which, you know, for us is a, is a pretty big deal. It's an extra year of employment that we, you know, that, that we gained off of a, a team member who just, you know, felt, we feel like felt engaged. So empowering a, a group of team members to serve as CARES captains and lead the efforts on guest recovery, empowering your team members 
with a cleaning uh, program to improve your cleanliness, empowering your team to go out and find folks to come in and develop life skills. It sounds like your your talent strategy really involves around this idea of empowerment. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's just a it's a huge area of untapped potential for for all of us. Well, you've got all of these operators listening to you right now, and they're thinking of ways that they can uh, go out and empower their team in various ways. So my question for you, if you had one piece of advice that you could share with Chick-fil-A operators, what would it be? So I'm going to, I'm going to, my, uh, my talent director, uh, I, I sat down with her beforehand and, and we talked through some different things and, um, I'm just, you know, listening to the way she, she thinks about this. Um, one of the things that, that really we, we picked on, up on was, um, how can you make your restaurant feel like a place of restoration? Um, you know, we are in a challenging season right now. Um, and in a way, you know, the weather outside is really stormy. But if it's stormy for us, it's stormy for everyone. Um, and I, you know, when I think about that, I look, I look at at other organizations, and I think they're dealing with the same challenges that we are. Um, and and so we can sometimes get really focused on what the weather looks like outside, instead of focusing on. What do we have at our, you know, what opportunities do we have in front of us? What, what, what can work for us? And, and I think one of the things that makes Chick-fil-A special is that we have the opportunity, you know, we as operators have the opportunity to create the culture that we want to. Very little of that is dictated to us. We have the opportunity to, to benchmark our wages, to, um, you know, to, we don't, we don't have to deal with unions or, or there's so many advantages that we have as small, you know, as small business owners and operators. And so I would, I would think about, does my restaurant feel like a place of restoration? And there might be lots of different ways to get there. Um, but, but, you know, and it may not just be the snacks in the break room, right? It may be that there's some deeper things that we can, um, that, we can meet needs for, for the workforce. But I, I think it, 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 it's going to come back to this idea that um, if, if we're struggling, um, if work is hard here, work is hard in a lot of places. In fact, we find that, that about three quarters of the people that we've hired recently have left other jobs. And so, you know, they're, they're telling us that, hey, the, the workplace right now is just a tough place to be. Customers aren't as friendly as they once were. Um, you know, other organizations, other businesses are short-staffed, and so you know they're having to do. You know, uh, they're they're having to work really hard wherever they're at. Um, you know, they're maybe the leaders at their current jobs aren't great leaders or aren't really you know developing them. They're not compelling. They're not providing compelling vision, and so that opens the door for us to create the kind of place that our team is going to go out and say, come work where I work. It's a place of restoration. It's a place uh, of, of enjoyment. It's a place of development. It's a place of care. Um, and, you know, there's psychological safety there. And those are things that we can create. And so um, it may be really 
um, it may be tough right now. And, and, you know, I, like I said, we're not immune to it. We can see what, you know, we, we can see what's out there in the, in the marketplace. But, um, but I think the great thing is that we are Chick-fil-A operators and we have a, t- a, a huge amount of influence over, uh, you know, our own organizations and even the culture of Chick-fil-A. And if we, if we go do what we, what we do best, we can create the kind of place that people will want to come work again. Um, and so I, you know, I, I, I still think the future is bright, even if the weather outside is a little stormy. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. If you want to hear more from Jeff, more ideas around talent, check out Leadwell. He sent in two videos for our 18 ideas from operators and their leaders. Uh, So check that out. That'll do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is your go-to resource for articles, videos, podcasts, and all other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you've got questions, we'll answer them on the podcast. Send those to leadwell at chickfilacom For Jeff and Caroline, I'm Chris Hodnett, and we will talk at you next time. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses. 